Ezekiel 47. And man, the music did great tonight. Are you thankful that you got great music? Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. And uh, well, I, you know, it's, it's good to be thankful for that stuff because I've been in churches with bad music. Grace of God. I've been in churches with bad music, and trust me, you'd much rather have good music. Well, hallelujah. I've been in churches, they didn't, they didn't know how to keep a beat. They didn't know how to do nothing. <clears throat> the Lord moved anyway, praise the Lord, in spite of it. <laughs> but it sure makes it a lot easier with it. Praise God. Ezekiel chapter number 47 Verse number 40 and verse number three. And when the man that had the line in his hand went forth east, he measured a thousand cubits, brought me through the waters, and the waters were to the ankles. And somebody shout, he measured. Again, he measured and brought me, and the waters were to the knees. And somebody shout, he measured. And he brought me, and the water were to the loins. And then one more time, he measured. And it was a river I could not pass over. I'd like to talk to you from this subject tonight. And he measured. And he measured. Praise the Lord. The Lord is... I don't know if you can tell this or not. Maybe we have been so wrapped up in, um, is this okay? I uh, don't know if we've been so wrapped up in what CNN has been saying and Fox News and MSNBC and all the other opinionated outlets. I don't know if you are aware of it or not. But there is something happening in the spirit world, and God's trying to take us there. Praise the Lord. The days of having good church are over. Well, that went over like a donut at a Weight Watchers convention. Let's try that again. The days of just having good church are over with. So I want you to ask the Lord to help your understanding and your, your mind to be open to what he wants to say. Jesus, I thank you for what you're going to do in this service tonight. I thank you that you have brought us here and it, it was your ordained plan that we be here tonight. And I thank you for that and I glorify you for that. And I thank you for what you're going to do in this service. Now, Lord, I ask you to loose uh, revelation and understanding upon these people tonight. I pray that your, the gift of faith would be loosed upon them, that they would be re receptive to the word of the Lord. I take authority now over every hindrance. I take authority over every resistance right now in the name of Jesus. And I loose the liberty of the Holy Ghost in this building right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And if you believe the Lord is going to help you, I want you to clap your hands to the Lord and give the Lord a shout of praise in this service tonight. Hallelujah. 
Come on, somebody just open your mouth and begin to shout to the Lord with a voice of triumph. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. And if you're going to help me preach, you can be seated. But if not, well, then just stay standing so we can see where you're at. Praise the Lord. I am, uh, I've only been alive uh, a short 43 years. And uh, it seems long sometimes, but I will tell you it's not been that long at all. 43 years is a bleep on the radar as it pertains to God. God is timeless. God has no limit. And when I think about God in this short 43 years that I've lived, I've come to understand a few things. And the one thing that I understand and I'm more aware of every day is I am aware of the fact that I don't know everything there is to know about God. And you don't know everything there is to know about God either. And I got to be honest with you, I'm glad that I don't know everything there is to know about God. And I, I'm glad about that because if I had all the revelation of God already, then it would not it would not cause me to pursue the things of God further. It would not cause me, uh, uh, but because I don't know everything there is to know about God, and I'll prove to you there, uh, we don't know everything, is because just when I think God has done all he can do, there is a side of God that he shows me that I have not seen before. Oh, I, I wish I had a, somebody in here to help me preach tonight. Uh, am I in an apostolic church? I'm just trying to check. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, there is. Uh, I'm so glad because when I think he got me out of one thing and I can't get out of something else, uh, well, then he shows a side of himself that I've never seen before. Uh, and I'm going to tell some of you right now, uh, the devil's lied to some of you and told you you're not going to get out of the mess you're in. Uh, but I'm going to tell you in the Holy Ghost, uh, there's a side of God that you ain't ever seen. There's a part of his miracle power that you've never experienced. Oh, I wish somebody get on their feet and praise the Lord about that right now. Woo! In fact, I'm going to tell some of y'all right now, you're about to see a side of God that you ain't ever seen before. You just thought you seen God work on your behalf before. You just thought you saw God deliver you before. But God said, there's a side of me coming to you. Oh, somebody ought to praise him. I feel the Holy Ghost in here. Hitaya. There's getting ready to be a side of God's healing power that some of you have never seen. There's about to be a side of God's provision that you ain't never seen before. 
Woo! And if you believe that, I'd give God all the praise I had. I'd praise the Lord because I haven't seen everything there is to see. And I don't know everything there is to know about his holiness and his righteousness. That's why I don't understand anybody. That's why I don't understand anybody that wants to go backwards. Because I don't have a reverse in my transmission. Well, praise the Lord. I don't have a reverse when it comes to the purpose of God. When it comes to knowing God, I'm not looking to go backwards. Now, now, Bishop Blaylock, I was on, is this okay? Because I'm, I'm feeling something starting to stir up in here. Now, Bishop Blaylock, I was on the plane. Uh, well, I was on the plane yesterday. But before I got on the plane, it was Thursday, I guess. And I was, I was sitting there in my house. And the Lord began to talk to me about, about Elijah. And how God speaks to me is, is all he's got to do is uh, drop a, a little something in my mind. And he knows that I'll... I'll, I'll, I'll go after it, and he'll give me revelation concerning it. Well, uh, the Lord began to probe my mind whoo, about how far it was from Beersheba to the Mount of God. And this was, of course, found in 1 Kings 19 after the prophet of God had called down fire from heaven, and it had consumed the sacrifice, it consumed the water, it consumed the, it consumed, uh, the rocks, it consumed the dirt in the ditch. It was such a powerful experience. But then this voice came of intimidation. <sighs> And when this voice of fear came, that man of God that had just called fire down from heaven, I, I, I'm still talking about I don't have a reverse in my transmission. I'm still talking about this church has got to get reverse off its mind. Oh, well, okay. Well, praise the Lord. You got to, uh, well, I, I'm going to bust something right here. This is not in the notes, but I don't have notes, so it's okay. Uh, I, I'm going to bust something wide open right now. There is no such thing as us going back to normal. Okay, I'm sorry. All right, I, I'm going to say that again. There's no, is it okay? I won't bother the camera folks coming down here. Uh, praise the Lord. I know that they work hard and they go all over the place, but I'm more comfortable down here among the people. Ladies and gentlemen, there is no going back to normal. We've got to get out of this mentality that says, I can't wait to go back to normal. That is a trick of the enemy. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I so here it is now. Elijah comes down off that Mount Carmel. He comes down and he gets this word from old Jezebel. And Jezebel tells him, I'm going to kill you. And etc. etc. And when he does that, uh, when Jezebel says, I'm going to kill you, he goes from Beersheba 
to the mount of God. Now, this troubles me a little bit because this is a man that just called fire down from heaven. What do you mean you running? Well, praise the Lord. Well, I, I'm going to bring it right down here to Maslin. What do you mean you, you're operating in fear? Okay, I don't have my glasses on, so I can't see a lot of y'all. See, I, I'm going to tell y'all something right now. Oh, Brother Wade, you must be tone deaf. Pastor Blaylock, you're tone deaf talking to us about believing God. Don't you know there's a coronavirus? You know, God's tired of hearing about coronavirus. Okay, I'm sorry. I, that's all right. I got two or three head nods and a couple amens. But God's tired of healing or hearing about coronavirus as an excuse of why we're not doing what God called us to do. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I'm not talking about being reckless. I'm talking about getting engaged in the will of God. I'm telling you right now, it's time for this church to get engaged with what the Holy Ghost has been saying. The last time I checked, there's still a city that's going to hell, and it needs a church that's going to be engaged. Oh. So, Bishop Blaylock, can I, is this okay? Now watch. Here it is. Uh, uh, here it is from Beersheba. He goes from Beersheba to the Mount of God. And the Lord asked me, or, to, or put it upon me, to know how far was it from Beersheba to the Mount of God. And my brother, I was amazed to find that it was 280 miles from Beersheba to the Mount of God. And I want you to pick up that Bible. God never called him to come to that mountain. Well, think about that right there. What's so, what's so bad about going to that mountain? Well, God didn't call him there. Just like he's not calling this church to go back to past experiences. I'm sorry, I... Well, I'd just like to go back to the way it was. I got news for you. God didn't call you to go back to past mountain experiences. God has called this church to step in to the flow of the future. Oh, I wish somebody would go ahead and praise the Lord right now. I'm... Is this all right? God did not call him to go to, to, God did not call him to that mountain. He went to that mountain on his own accord out of fear. Well, praise God. Because when you don't want to step into the unknown, you'll always go back to past experiences. Well, praise the Lord. You'll always go revert back to the
the move of God we had five years ago. Did y'all know that the mount of God was not even in Israel? I didn't intend to say any of this tonight, but here I am. The mount of God was not even in Israel. The mount of God was in Egypt. Well, y'all hear what I'm saying. Ladies and gentlemen, Mount Sinai was was ordained by God for those to go to that came out of bondage. But God never said, I want you to keep coming back here. In fact, God said, you've been around this mountain long enough. I'm plowing through something in the Holy Ghost right now. God's telling this church right now, you're not going back to the way it was. So just go ahead and get used to it and get in the flow of the Holy Ghost and let God do what he's going to do. Did you hear what I just said about 10 minutes ago? God's getting ready to show a sign of himself to this church that you've never seen. Oh, somebody clap your hands and give God all the praise you can. I'm going to tell this church right now, if you keep trying to go back to past mountain experiences, you're going to hear the same thing that Elijah heard. What did Elijah hear? What are you doing here? What are you doing here? What are you doing here? And God said, I, I'm trying to show my church a side of me they ain't never saw. Yeah, I'm trying to show a side of myself you ain't ever seen. And I don't know about you, but I'm ready to see some stuff that I ain't never saw. I'm ready to see some stuff in God. See, Bishop Blaylock, I'm going to tell you something. When they left that mountain, they had tablets of stone. They had, they had words that they got from that mountain. Joshua never went back to that mountain. You know why Joshua never went back? Because he heard a directive from the God himself. Don't you turn back. Don't you come back here. I'm glad and I believe we ought to be consecrated. I believe we ought to be separated from the world. But we got the separation, ladies and gentlemen. And God said, I'm, I'm wanting to show my people a side of myself that they've never seen. But they keep going back to past mountaintop experiences. And you can't go back to past mountaintop experiences to take you into your future. This is an apostolic church. This church is not supposed to operate like everybody else. Well, praise the Lord. This church is not supposed to take the back seat and have mediocre praise and laid back worship. And well, I just don't want to offend nobody. I got news for you. Oh, I, oh I'm sorry. I got news for you. If my praise offends you, you're just going to have to get offended. If you don't like the way I praise God, you're just going to have to get offended. Because when I think of the goodness of Jesus, oh, somebody praise the Lord with everything you got. 
and you ought to forget who's sitting next to you. And Watch, ladies and gentlemen, because God is looking at. Now, I wonder, I wonder, Bishop Blaylock, what would have happened had Elijah went 280 miles forward? I don't know what would have happened, but I'm going to tell you all a little secret here. Some of you have been more blessed than you've ever been in your life. Well, praise the Lord. Right in the middle of a pandemic, you've gotten raises on your jobs. You've gotten nicer houses to live in. What are you talking about going backwards? What are you talking about going back to normal? I'm not going back to normal. I'm more blessed than I've ever been in my life. I'm not going 280 miles backwards. You think God gave you this facility for you to go 280 miles backwards? I don't think so. God gave you what you got because he wants to take you into the future. Oh, if you want to go, you ought to praise the Lord with all that you have. So what happens is, what happens is God said, when I deal with you, now, how many has ever heard this saying, don't, don't act, I mean, how many has been in church longer than 10 years in this building? You've been, well, praise the Lord, that's a lot of you. And so you've been in church for about 10 years or more. You've heard this, we, we have our cliches in the apostolic church. And one of our cliches, it's, it's one of our favorites. We like it. We mean well. We mean well. But it, it's just not, well, altogether biblical. We like this, we like this phrase. How, how many has ever heard this one? Let's just see if you have. We're going to a new dimension. Well, Hallelujah. I used to get excited just like everybody else, but I, because see, God don't deal with us in dimensions. God deals with us by measure. God deals with us by measure. He said, when I got ready, he said, when I got ready to create the world, I measured the seas by my hand. Oh, my and then the psalmist picks up the pen and he says, Lord, teach me to measure my days. That's what he was saying. He was saying, I don't know how many days I've got left. But he said, I'll tell you what I am going to do with what I do have. I'm not going to be sitting around worrying about stuff I cannot change. I'm, you, I'm, I'm not going to be sitting around here crying in my Kool-Aid about stuff I can't fix. He said, but I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do with the rest of my days. I'm going to enter into his gates for Thanksgiving. I'm going... Well, praise the Lord. I 
can't change my financial problems. I can't change what's going on in my house. I can't change what's going on with my car. But I can measure how I do my praise. My days are measured, and because my days are measured, I'm going to give it all I have. You don't know how many services you've got left. You don't know how. You don't know what will happen when you leave this church tonight. So you better give it all you got, and you better be able to go to heaven on this praise right here. I said you better be able to go to heaven on this praise right here. Can you go to heaven on this praise right here? Or are you holding something back for later? I wish somebody would give God some praise in this house right now. Some of you are holding something back for later. Some of you are holding something back for tomorrow. But you don't know if you have tomorrow. Well, praise the Lord. Can you go to heaven on that praise right there? Can you go to heaven on that praise right there? David said, my days are measured. Teach me to measure my days. And then he picks up the pen. And I won't be here much longer, but I'm going to obey the Holy Ghost. Hope you don't mind. I'm going to tell you, I went through a lot to get here, so I'm going to obey God. Well, praise the Lord. So he says in the book of Jeremiah, he says, Jeremiah, I want you to pick up the pen now, and I want you to to write it out now. He says, when I deal with the heathen, I will, I will, I mean, I will have destruction upon them without measure. But he said, when it comes to you, I'm going to correct you by measure. So he says, when I correct you, and when hell thinks about, makes you think that you're not going to come out of this trial, and you don't think you're going to come out of the mess you're in, I want you to tell them, Jeremiah, that this thing has already been measured. Before you ever got into the trial, I measured how far the trial was going to go. in here now. Did you hear what I just said? Before you ever went through the trial, God measured how far it was going to go. And when the devil said, I'm going to kill them, God said, no, you're not. I've already measured how far this thing was going. That's why you better be praising God. Because I'm going to tell you right now up front, God has measured it. Somebody shout, and he measured, he measured, he measured, he measured it. I know I'm going through it right now, but he measured it. I know I got a mind going crazy right now, but he measured it. Look at your neighbor, shake him up and wake him up and say, he measured it, he measured it. He measured it. He measured it. He told us how far it was going to go. He told it how far it could take you. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if I told the story here or not, 
But some time ago, uh, we, I, I was preaching up in Columbus, Ohio, when I got a call from my wife, and she was frantic, and she was all distraught, and she was all beside herself, and she said, Bobby, you've got to come home right now. I said, uh, well, just tell me what's going on. And she said, I took Madison, that's my daughter, I took Madison to the doctor, to the hospital, and uh, to what we thought was an appendicitis attack. Well, when we get up there, they start running these tests, only to find out they found a large mass on her hip. And they're talking like like it's cancer. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I got news for you. Uh, I, uh, I I got my stuff together. I didn't freak out, or, but my wife was freaking out, uh, and I wasn't trying to be rude, uh, but I stopped my wife dead in her tracks, uh, and I told my wife, my daughter does not have cancer. Uh, hear what I'm trying to tell you. My daughter does not have cancer. I'm going to tell some of y'all, instead of believing the report of the enemy, some of you ought to start believing the report of the Lord. Some of you are believing the Facebook report. You're believing the Instagram report. You're believing all your buddies' reports. But God said, what did my report say? I told my wife, I said, Jody, Madison does not have cancer. I said, in fact, I don't want the word cancer mentioned in that hospital room. I know y'all looking at me like I done lost my mind. But ladies and gentlemen, she said to me, Bobby, how do you know that? I said, I'll tell you how I know that. Because a month ago, uh, I'm, I'm sure this church believes in prophets. Uh, a month ago, I got a call from a prophet of God that said to me, Bobby, you're going to go through a small storm. Did you hear that right there? God said the storm you was going to go through was measured God said you're going to go through a small storm and I want you to know that this thing is about to run out because God has already measured how far this thing's going to go somebody shout it's just a small storm And I said, Jody, the prophet of God said, it's only going to be a small storm. And uh, I said, my daughter does not have cancer. I said, in fact, I'm going to finish this meeting. I had to take authority over it, my brother. I had to take authority over it because if I did not take authority over it, the spirit of fear would have overran my family. I had to take authority over it. In fact, I told my wife, give Madison the phone right now. My Madison is 16 years old. I said to Madison, you do not have cancer. And I said, I don't want, is this okay? I'm not boring y'all, Emmy. Uh, we're going somewhere in the Holy Ghost. 
And I said, uh, you're not, you do not have cancer. Uh, and uh, so uh, I told my wife I will finish this meeting. Uh, and uh, when I land at the Bush Intercontinental Airport, you're going to pick me up. And I said, here's what's going to happen. Uh, we're, going to, we're going to go to Papa's Seafood House. Now, y'all don't have no Papa's around here, so you don't know what you're missing. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, uh, I told her we're going to get the best meal that money can buy. We're going to order the hors d'oeuvres. We're going to get the appetizers. We're going to get it all. We're going to get dessert. And not that I needed dessert, but we wasn't going to miss out on it. And ladies and gentlemen, we went to, she said, why in the world are we going to do that? I said, because we're about to celebrate what God's getting ready to do. The miracle is about to be unleashed. You know what some of you need to do? You need to start celebrating in advance what God's getting ready to do in your house. Did you hear what I just said? You need to start celebrating what God is getting ready to do in your house because it's measured how far. Oh, let's worship the Lord just a little bit more. Is that how you're going to celebrate when God gives you the miracle? I'm about to celebrate somebody's deliverance in here right now. I'm about to celebrate somebody's breakthrough in here right now. Come on. It's about time for you to celebrate what God's getting ready to pour out in your house. Go ahead. Go ahead. I just come to tell you, sir, it's just a small storm. It's already been measured. And because it's already been measured, you can celebrate the outcome. So I landed, I landed, she goes, she, I know what she was thinking, I've been married to that chick for 25 years. She's like, this dude really is crazy. He's lost his ever-loving mind. Well, hallelujah. He's unlost it. But guess what? I landed at Bush Intercontinental Airport. She came and picked me up from the airport. I walked out those double doors. She fell on me was crying and boohooing. I let her get her cry in because I'm not totally insensitive, but I knew what I heard from God. And I let her get her cry in. I, I took and dried her face. I said, now we going to Papa's. Now we going to Papa's. And I'm going to order the Salmon Alexander. Oh, Lord. With cheese and andouille sausage grits. Ooh, and we're going to get the cheesecake. Okay, all right. Some of y'all didn't have dinner yet, but it's all right. It's all right. 
And I said, we're going to order whatever you want to order. You get it. If you want lobster, if you want it out of the tank. And ladies and gentlemen, we ate that meal. And we celebrated what God was going to do. And we went back up to the hospital. And the next day, the doctor comes in. And when the doctor comes in, they said, we don't know what we saw on your, on your daughter's hip, but we want you to know your daughter does not have cancer. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. This may, this may be a little too much for some of you to absorb, but I'm going to tell some of y'all in the Holy Ghost again, it's time for you to know what you're dealing with has already been measured Somebody praise the name of the Lord in this building. Hey, you want to try something crazy? I don't know what some of you are dealing with, but I just want you to speak it out and say, in the name of Jesus, I don't have whatever you're dealing with right now. Come on, just go ahead and say it out of your mouth. I don't have it. In fact, it's already been measured. This diabetes has been measured. This blood pressure problem has already been measured. Some of y'all didn't do it. Some of y'all didn't do it because you don't believe it. But you need to go ahead and say, this fibromyalgia has already been measured. This problem I'm going through. And now let's praise the Lord and let's receive the miracle. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I don't have it. I'm going through a small storm right now. It's measured. It's measured. It's measured. Ooh. It's measured. How far is this going to go? I don't know, but it's measured. How far, how long am I going to have to endure this? I don't know, but it's measured. It's measured. How long will I have to deal with this back pain and all these problems I've been dealing with? I don't know, sir, but it's already measured. I, I, I don't know how long you might have to endure the battle emotionally and spiritually you're going through, but it's already measured. It's all, already already measured. How long am I going to have to deal with, oh, I, I, I don't want to get into that, but how long am I going to have to deal with all, all this, all this voices from the enemy lying to me, telling me I'm not going to make it, and telling me I'm not going to, I'm not going to come out of this, and telling me I'm not going to, I'm not going to have no victory. I, I might as well just get used to not having no victory. Well, I come to tell you tonight that God sent me all the way from Texas to tell this church it's already been measured. I, I don't know how far or how long it's going to go. I don't know how far or how long, how, how far, how long you've been going through it. But I tell you right now, you don't have near as far to go as what you came. Because it's already been. 
Don't quit on God over a small storm. Don't stop coming to church over a small storm. Not when God's told you you're going to the other side. Not when God's told you you're coming out of it. It's just a small, a small storm. Pastor Keith, I was, please forgive me, I'm not, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but, but a Blaylock, I know this man, this church down in Podunkville, Mississippi. Now, you have to go, to get there, you don't, it's not like Maslin or Canton or something like that. You don't just stumble, you, you don't just come upon this place. You don't get there by accident. You, you, you go in there on purpose if you go. It's so far out in the woods, you got you to gotta go towards town to go hunting. Praise the Lord. And they got about 5,000 people in this town. And 90% of the town is on welfare. Now, I'm almost done. I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to wind down here now. I, I want you all to come back in the morning because... I'm believing we're going to have some miracles in this house tomorrow. And watch. I believe the Lord's going to really work, work for us. And so you've got to go towards town to go hunting. I mean, in this town. And 90% of that town is on welfare. But when you roll up into the city limits of that town and you turn down Locust Street... There's a Taj Mahal there called the Apostolic Church. It is immaculate. I mean, brother, it, it's bad to the bone. It's so bad to the bone that when you walk in the building, they got, they got lights that change with every song. Who knew we needed that? But they... But I'm happy they got it because it's bad to the bone. I like you walk in, it changes a different color lights. I'm like, woo, that's swanky. They got a screen that covers the whole back wall. Don't get no ideas, Brother Kyle. Praise the Lord. They got a screen that covers the whole back wall. I'm like, this is epic. But they got a man, because I think we ought to celebrate with those that are blessed. Praise the Lord. And they, don't play, and they don't play the lottery, so they didn't get no lottery winnings. God just got them in a place where everything they touch is blessed. Well, hallelujah. I'll try that again. God, they just got into a place where everything they touch is blessed. And they got a man in that church that contracted this job. Do we have any contractors in here? I, I, well, praise the Lord. I'm sure we do. And I don't know how this happened, but this man contracted this job and went $490,000 in the hole. I, I'm not that smart. If I'd have got 5000 in the hole, Y'all heard me say I don't have a reverse in my transmission? Oh, 
I'd have reversed it. I'd have, I'd have stopped it on the dime. $490,000 in the hole. And, and y'all, while he's up there, and instead of quitting the church, instead of going and getting freaked out, instead of getting all upset, instead of doing all that, he kept right on coming to church. See, I'm going to tell you all something about these folks that play the lottery. Watch. They're going to go down there to Speedway. I was in Wooster, Ohio yesterday coming through there, and I saw these folks coming up to the counter at the Speedway gas station. Y'all, I lie not. They had a strand of lottery tickets. They must have had them 25 deep, y'all. I was like, $5 a pop. Hello? $5 a pop. I'm like, well, they got their stimulus check. <laughs> well, they got their stimmy. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And they went in there, and they got them about 25 lottery tickets. And I, I'm thinking to myself, yeah, brother, I'm thinking to myself, they're going down there to Speedway, playing the Powerball, playing the Mega Millions, and they know they ain't going to win. Hello? They know they ain't going to win. But guess what happens when they don't win? They don't stand out there in front of Speedway with a picket sign and boycotting Speedway. Well, when we come to church and we don't get what we want when we want, well, we don't come to church for weeks at a time. Okay. But I got news for you. God gave you the Holy Ghost. And when God gave you the Holy Ghost, that was more than enough to keep coming back to his house for. This ain't about what I want to get. It's what can I do to give God some praise in my life. Oh, come on, somebody. I got about 15 more minutes and we'll be up out of here. But somebody ought to stop getting mad at God because he didn't do for you what he wanted you wanted him to do. God ain't your Santa Claus. Oh, I'm sorry. I... Did I take a wrong turn somewhere? God ain't your Santa Claus. How dare you sit there and not praise God because you didn't get what you wanted. In fact, I'm going to tell some of y'all right now, stop saying stuff like, I can't believe God did this to me. Pastor, I can't believe God did this to me. I can't believe God let this happen to me. Stop it already. I'm going to tell you right now. I, I'm going to tell you, I watched them bury my son and lower him in the earth six feet deep. My boy died in my arms. And I got news for you. I'm not sitting up in here saying, man, I can't believe God did that to me. I can't believe God let me down like that. Oh, I hit a little resistance right there, but that's okay. I'm going to say it again. I, I'm going 
going to tell some of y'all, stop saying, look what God did to me and start saying, look what God did for me. Because I'm going to tell you something. You're seeing a side of God right now that you've never seen. My God, lift your hands right now and pray in the Holy Ghost if you can. Yeah, come on, pray in the Holy Ghost. I, it's not what God did to you. It's what he did for you. Because now you're hearing, you're hearing the voice of God now like you've never heard. You can't talk about him being a comfort unless he's come alongside of you and comforted you. You can't talk about God being a protector if he hadn't allowed you to go through something. He protects you through something. You can't talk about God being a healer if he hadn't allowed you to go through something where he could show himself as a healer. That man... Went $490,000 in a hole, and he kept on being faithful to God. And one day, his pastor walked off the platform, and he said, My brother, God said he's going to work on that today. Because what he was going through was measured. God said he's going to work on that today. God was looking at that man's attitude. He was looking at his faithfulness. Uh, he was looking at him. He kept right on. He kept on obeying and returning his tithe to the Lord. He kept on being faithful in his commitments. When they was praising God, he didn't sit back there on his hands and tell the pastor, I'm just going to take a break for a while. No, he kept right on coming. Hey, hey, you in Webland, you in Webland that are taking a break, you need to come right on back to the house of God and be faithful to the house of God. Okay. All right. Hello. Hello. If, if these el elders can come to church, well, so can you. Oh, I'm sorry. I... I Hello, if these elders can come to church and they're worried about the virus and they're worried about all that stuff and they can come to church and they can praise God, well, you that are well and able-bodied can get to the house of God and praise God. Oh, my. And God, Brother Blaylock, God went to work on that that day. And in 90 days, God wiped out $490,000 of debt just like that because he had measured how far that thing was going to go. I wonder what God would wipe out around here. I'm going to say it again. I wonder what God would wipe out around here. Okay, I, I'll say it again. 
I wonder what God would wipe out around here. See, I'm going to tell you all a little secret, and I'm, I'm just about out of time, but I'm going to tell you a little secret, my brother. You know, what, you know what the problem is? When we come through those doors back there, we've already decided how much we're going to praise God. We've already decided how much we're going to give in the offering. We've already decided how much commitment we're going to give. We've already decided how much we're going to do. Well, I won't come Saturday, but I'll come Sunday. That's the problem, ladies and gentlemen. We have already measured how what we're going to give to God. We've already measured it. But ladies and gentlemen, watch. Ezekiel 47 Ezekiel 47, the Bible said, and he measured. Not Ezekiel, God. God measured. The Bible said he had that line in his hand, and he took that line and he stretched it out. Watch. He stretched it out. Come here, my brother. Stand right and face that way. He gets that the angel gets the line, and he measures in the waters to the ankles. He goes a little further. It's to the knees. It's to the loins. Remember? Watch. The Lord dealt with me. He said, I just want to let you know something. That passage is not about the river. I said, do what? Because we preached 57 years. <clears throat> it's about the river. God said, that's not about the river. I said, well, what is it about? And boom, it just came to me. He said, that passage is about the attitude of Ezekiel. I said, do what? He said, it's about the attitude of Ezekiel. I said, I didn't know Ad Ezekiel had an attitude. He said, oh, yes. He said, you know what the atti Ezekiel's attitude was? And it should be the attitude of this church. And it's the thing that's keeping some of you from stepping into the thing that God wants you to step into. The attitude of Ezekiel was that no matter how far God measured, he never said no. He never said no. If God said, I want you to come on Saturday night, then you don't measure it and say, no, I don't think I'll do that. If God said, I want you to come on Tuesday night, well, then you don't measure and say, well, you know, I don't think I want to do that. If God said, I want you to come on Wednesday night in your work clothes, straight from your job to this church, and you may not even have, and you have to stop by Burger King and get a Whopper on the way, you don't, you don't say no to me. Because I'm going to tell this church something right now. God is measuring in this church, and God's wanting to know, are you going to say no to me, or have I taken you as far as I can take you? Are you going to measure when I say? Because God's telling the church, if you don't say no when I measure, I'll take you to a place that cannot be measured. And that's what God wants to do in this church. 
If you believe that, you ought to stand to your feet and give the Lord some praise in here. Did you hear what I just said? God's trying to take this church to a place that cannot be measured. That cannot be measured. I wonder what would happen if some of you would get the no out of your spirit when God asked. I wonder what would happen if when God said, hey, why don't you lay that down in my presence? I wonder what would happen if when God started convicting you about walking away from certain things and not having certain relationships and having certain connections. I wonder what would happen if you said no. wonder what would happen instead of saying no to God, you said yes. Well, I wonder what kind of anointing you could step into by saying yes to God. Mm. I got news for you. I didn't come here just to preach another uh, sermon. There's some folks in this room that God really would like to take you further. But every time he starts to measure, there's a no in your spirit. Or there's a weight there's a not right now. Or there's, well, I'll just wait to see how all this economy stuff pans out. Oh, God. You want to steal somebody's victory? Start talking about money. Praise the Lord. You want to steal somebody's victory, start, start talking about saying God, saying yes to God when your flesh wants to say no. Do you know how fast God could pay this building off? Well, I got a couple head nods. I'm going to try that again. You know how fast God could pay this building off? No, I, I, I felt a little more resistance. I'm going I'm to bust it again. You know how fast God could pay this building off? As quick as you say yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I... As quick as you say yes. That's how, God, that's how fast God can do it. Oh, some of you, I appreciate that, but I'm going to tell you right now, this church in Podunkville, uh, uh, USA, down there, and I'm not being derogatory, down there in Mississippi, that pastor told me the other day they had a, a $600,000 note. Hello? And in, I don't know where y'all from. Maybe y'all got that in your back pocket. I don't. A $600,000 note. And in two years, they've paid that thing down to $180,000 in a town that's 90% on welfare. 
Pastor Blaylock, I'm sorry for offending people, but I, God is tired of us measuring when he asks. God is tired of us doing the measuring. If you want to go to a place you've never gone, you've got to stop measuring, and you've got to start letting God do the measuring. Somebody just step out out in the aisle if it's proper. I don't want to mess up your protocol. Uh, just step out in the aisle and let's just worship the Lord for a minute and give the Lord some praise in this house. I'm going to ask some of you, where is God calling you that you haven't been willing to go? What is God asking that you haven't been willing to give? Well, it's time to say yes. Come on, let's worship the Lord just a little bit. The Spirit of God is... It's time to tell God yes in this building right now. It's time to give God a yes in this building right now. Let me help you out with something, and I'm going to close. Let me help you out with something. You know, you know why it feels awkward sometimes? Because we don't know how to respond when our emotions are not getting stimulated by the music. And I like music just as much as anybody. But that should not be your motivation for getting into the presence of God. You ought to be able to respond if there is no music. You ought to be able to tell God yes, no matter what is going on. I'm not being rude before God, I'm not. But I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost, right now, God's... I, I, I didn't even come... I didn't even really come prepared to preach this message tonight. I didn't. But the Lord, the Lord does what he wants. And God's measuring in this church right this second. the Lord dealt with me he said he said do you know why people backslide I said you know how some people it's because somewhere or another they they get it in their minds people get it in their minds I just can't I can't go no further when the Holy Ghost is measuring saying hey I want to take you further than this but I don't know if I can walk away from that. I don't know if I can give that up. I don't know. And there's a resistance. And you continue to resist until you're out of the river altogether.
this is, the, this is what happens to us, Pastor Blaylock. God comes in a service like this and starts talking to us. But we're so apprehensive about getting in. Because we don't know what God will ask for next. New life, you've, you have gone around this mountain long enough. Have, you have stayed at this one place long enough when God said, I have such an epic flow for this church. You don't even, you don't, you can't even fathom how deep the flow is. Well, praise the Lord. You don't even, you can't even, you can't even fathom how deep it is. You can't even fathom how deep that flow is if you'll say yes to God. And if you'll say yes to God, he'll take you to a place that cannot be measured. I don't know about you, but I want to go there. Does anybody want to go there? Well, then one more time, lift your hands. Lift your hands. Come on, lift your hands and pray in the Holy Ghost one more time. I'm going to turn it to your pastor, but come on, let's worship the Lord. Come on, let's, let's worship the Lord. Come on, let's worship the Lord. Come on, let's worship the Lord. Come on, let's worship the Lord. 